obviously for the listeners out there, you know, we're really honored to have our special guest today. He's a father, obviously a husband. He's an entrepreneur. He's a motivator, personal friend of mine, and he's the founder of the 46 AM crew. Um, again, bro, just thanks for hopping on. Yeah, yeah exactly. no, I, I appreciate uh-huh. it. Just got home from soccer. I just like 50 miles an hour to get home. Man, the dude is <laughs> up at the crack of dawn and he's working <laughs> deep into the night, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, do you yeah. play on a rec league or is it your son or son or daughter? Yeah, so so I'm coaching my son's team right now. Okay. Um, and I do play on a rec league as well. We got a men's team that we actually travel and play in tournaments. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, just trying to do it all. That's why I stay in shape so I can play soccer. Uh-huh. So I guess, I guess let's just start it off, man. Where did that yeah. love for soccer come from? You know? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in Ghana, West Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, long ways away from here. Uh, backstory, I did a high school exchange program. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I ended up in Missoula. I didn't even know this place existed. I'd never <laughs> heard of Missoula, Montana before. Me too, bro. And I live in <laughs> <Yeah>. the US. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so like back home soccer is the main thing we call it football mm-hmm. right so soccer is the main sport so you pretty much grow up playing soccer um parents don't encourage you to go play soccer because they want you to be doctors and pilot and whatever because you're not gonna you, you can't really make a living playing soccer there's a few people that actually do yeah um, but we just went and played because we just loved the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that's when that love came from, man. Just um, that's I got here. Um, didn't even know I was good at soccer until I got here. Really? <laughs> no, I Because it's so like, common out there, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's common. Everybody's good there, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, And I came here and I just hopped on the rec league and everyone's like, dang, have you seen this kid? Mm-hmm. You know, I was 17 by then. Uh, and I was like, shit, I, I'm actually good at something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was it. That was a good confidence booster for me because I was a pretty shy kid. Yeah. Um, you won't you won't you won't be able to tell now, but I was super shy, didn't get out of my comfort zone at all. But just mm-hmm. moving to the US and it took one person to just tell me you're good at soccer and yeah, just, you know, sky sky was so the limit. What is it what is it about the game that you respect and you love? You know, because for me it yeah. gave me an opportunity to kind of really disappear and mm-hmm. step into into something that I was chasing to be. You know, yeah. to give me an opportunity to express myself in a different way, again, an opportunity to kind of forget about the outside world. So, yeah, what did yeah, what yeah. did soccer do for you? Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything you said. So, mm-hmm. it was it was how I fit in here because mm-hmm. I got here at seventeen. I live with the host family. Um, they live way up O'Brien Creek. I don't know if you know where that is. So. Mm-hmm. You get to Missoula. I mean, you drive up a mile before you get to a house. Yeah. You, know, um, you need four drive and started tires to get there in the winter. Like, mm-hmm. bro, you can't get up. There. Um, so me moving from Ghana to Missoula, I thought I was going to New York, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, really? No, yeah, for real. So like back home, when, when you we say America, so you hear about America, you think about New York. Vegas, like mm-hmm. big cities, like big cities, huge big place. cities. Yeah. Uh, so when I actually got to New York, I was like, "Man, I'm here," mm-hmm. and they're like, "No, no, no, you're not here. You're not even close." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Dang!" So like that's where it started. That's where the cultural shock just started. You know, mm-hmm, I was yeah. pretty much freaking out the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, then we fly to Salt Lake. I get to Salt Lake. I miss my flight. Oh, and then no. I'm like, damn, what do I do? A 17-year-old, never traveled in my life. Never been in a plane before until then. Mm. Then 
slept in the airport slept meaning walked around the whole airport because i was scared <laughs> i was gonna miss another flight yeah so i literally just walked around the whole airport then the morning came hopped in a flight and we got to montana we got to missoula and i just saw all these mountains flying over and i was pretty so much like first thought when you saw the mountain i was like this is a mistake like <laughs> 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 yeah i was like this is not happening like there's mm -hmm. no way i'm supposed to be here and um as a 17 year old kid loud i'm super lost like i didn't mm -hmm. know what to do so mm -hmm. we got there we got to the airport my host family came and picked me up to make things worse Driving from the airport to my host mom's house, probably 30 minutes, right? Oh. And we get we get on a dirt road and we just kept going. Zigzag, mm -hmm. zigzag, zigzag. Where zigzag. am I going? Yeah, you don't see anything. You just yeah. go and like for real, freaking out. I'm like, so we got to their house. I actually called my mom right away. I was like, this is a mistake. You should see this place. It is not good. Like mm -hmm. it is, it is not. There's nobody around. Mm -hmm. But like she told me, hey, you're fine. It's not a mistake. That's how somewhere else is, you know. And like from there, I was like, dude, this is still way better than anything I'm I grew up with. Mm -hmm. So that was the first motivation to make it work. Mm -hmm. uh, so after after that, you guys will get me better if I tell you the background. Um, so after that, the next day I started school. I went to Big Sky High School. Um, she dropped me off. School didn't start yet. I got here in August. So that was mm -hmm. before school started. Um she, and I told her I love soccer. So she's like, hey, let's see if we can get you on a soccer team at that school and i was like oh hell yeah so that was the first outlet for me that was the way i got to meet all those dudes before school even started mm -hmm. uh, so tr that that made the transition super easy easy as mean meeting people before school actually started yeah, yeah, yeah. there's something about sports huh that just brings yeah. people together yeah yeah and and, and soccer is a universal language yeah. Like you don't you don't have to speak that language you don't have to speak english it don't matter you just go play what brought you here was it just education it was just education. It wasn't because I was smart. It was just, there was an organization back home that just brings Ghanaian students to the U.S. to study for a year. Okay. So that's that's the exchange program. Mm -hmm. um, you pay a lot of money to do it. Um, that time, that my dad was fortunate. We were fortunate. My dad made decent money. Um, but so he was, my mom was able to retire for me to do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. When you retire in Ghana, you get a huge sum of money. So she did that because she's like, let's you, you have to go do this because it's way better opportunity for you than being in Ghana. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I was happy to do it. I was glad and very blessed for my mom to retire um, and to be able to do that. So that's how I got here. Uh, there is also education scholarship you can get, but it's very rare. Mm -hmm. um, pretty much impossible to get to come to the US. So the Ghanaians that live here, we're, we're pretty lucky because Mm -hmm. Living back home, it's nearly impossible to come to the U.S. This is, there's a reason why, this is, I tell everybody, a reason why I just keep smiling and just keep pushing it because, dude, I'm living my dream. Like, everything's mm -hmm. icing on the cake for me, you know. Mm -hmm. Getting up early, working every day, it's hard, but it's easy for me. You mm -hmm. know, like, it just, it's just the way you look at it because it's still better than anything I, I'm, I came from. Yeah. Um, so it was a huge motivation just my mom's like, you gotta go do this. Uh, and I was like, yes, I wanna I want to get out of Ghana. Like I didn't have anything going for me there. Um, and yeah, that's how that's how this whole US thing started and came about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I, I guess a, a little bit more about your background back in Ghana. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was trying to do my due diligence and kind of see 
you know, and just do, you know, a basic framework of, of what Ghana is, who Ghana is, yeah. the culture behind it, man. Obviously, I think one universal language, like you said, soccer, I think yep. another is food, you know, yes. really kind of come down to it. You know, so I mean, kind of growing up and adjusting it, and I think I think it gives a lot of good perspective. I mean, I, I'm sure you grew up on on fufu, on yeah, on, baby. on, on banku. I, I don't yeah. know correctly. You know, yeah, you but are. I mean, even the traditional eateries. What do they call? I think they're called like chops or something like that. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. mean, tell us a little bit about that, man. Tell us a little about the culture. You know, your upbringing, those sort of things. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, upbringing was. Obviously, pretty tough. I mean, like, yeah. I, I just had a conversation with a dude at the gym this morning, and he brought about how everyone talks about how they grew up tough. Yeah. You know, they grew up poor. But you don't know poor, too. You come from where I came from, right? Um, I One thing I can even tell you is, like, when I got to the U.S., I went to shower, and I turned on the water, and it was hot water. That blew my mind. We didn't have hot water. Right. Mm. Um, so that was like, that's just a glimpse of how things are like. So, um, yeah, dad worked a basic job. My mom worked at the factory. Uh, we lived in a one bedroom apartment and there was four of us. Oh, wow. uh, we all slept on the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, um, it was just the thing to do. You know, parents just trying to make a living, take care of four kids. So it was sleeping on the ground every night. Parents going to work. Um, kids our age or high school kids can't work because there's no opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, I let's just say I wasn't very motivated to go to school. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna circle back for a minute. So I grew up a lefty, right? Um, and I mean we're doing this, so I'm just gonna go all out. I mm -hmm. don't like I don't like talking about the past, uh, but uh, just to be fair and to be honest with everybody, I'm gonna just go into it. Mm -hmm. um, grew up a lefty. For some reason, my teachers thought being a lefty wasn't a good idea. So they switched me to start writing right. Mm -hmm. uh, and the way they switch you is you go to school, your parents will come with you, and you get beat on the hand every time you use your left hand. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. Yeah, this was first, second grade. You know, uh, so that right away, traumatized, right away, I hated school. Right away, yeah. I never wanted to go back. I didn't even know about all this till um, homie I know here, his wife does this, this magazine company and they did a story on us. And um, I'm telling my wife, they sent out a whole bunch of questions. So I'm telling her, she's typing and I look over and she's crying because she didn't even know this story. I just didn't tell nobody. Hmm. Um, and the fact that I did um, actually brought me a lot of, um, uh, what's the right word? Um, made me let go. Peace. Uh, yeah, peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It brought me, it brought me peace. And um, I've always grown up not sharing anything because you just don't back home. Mm -hmm. uh, I still have a hard time telling my wife every single thing after 12, 13 years being married. Um, so just telling her this story and I look over and she's just bawling her eyes out. And I was like, what is, what is, what is, what is the deal? She's like, no, this happened. <laughs> uh but yeah so you get beat now i write right because of that wow i started going back and starting to learn how to write left again because i was like i gotta get this back mm -hmm. right yeah because uh, it's who so, you are yeah yeah that's who i am so that changed me right away with the education side mm -hmm. um didn't like going to school i had a i don't know i don't know what you guys call it here but um uh, they held me back okay. three yeah. times 
three times in school because I just wasn't getting it. I just didn't. If you don't like something, you won't want to do it. Exactly. Right. So I just didn't want to do it. And it was pretty, pretty traumatizing as a kid. All your buddies are moving on to the next grade and you don't get to go. Mm -hmm. And the way it is over there, they post it on the wall. Everybody sees it and you get, everybody makes fun of it. Oh, wow. We went through that for years. And my dad ended up switching me to a different school um, because of that. Um, so growing up with that was tough. And that's why I say everything here is a blessing for me because it carried on to high school. I was very good at sports. I was very athletic, but it, we didn't have that. That mm -hmm. didn't mean nothing in Ghana, right? Um, being athletic, being good at sports, it's all about go to school and become something for yourself. Uh, so when I when I got here and everyone just like accepted me for exactly who I was, uh, and it took one person to tell me, hey, you're good at this, um, changed everything for me. Like, it's mm -hmm. seriously, that person doesn't even know he did that for me. And he, I mean, he didn't know. He it just what someone did here. Yeah. Uh, um, so I've always been... That guy, that's like, I knew everyone told me I wasn't good and I was just stupid because I was in school smart. And mm -hmm. that's what it is. If you're not school smart, you're stupid. For the first time, you, someone telling you you're good at something. Yeah. Like, you just like and believing in you. Yeah. 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 It was amazing. Like, it was yeah. so cool. I, I never had that feeling before. I didn't know what to feel. Yeah. It just gave me just a quick boost of confidence. Um, And he actually was like, you're so good. You should go try out. And play somewhere and i didn't know that was an option for me here when you do that exchange program right after one year you have to go back to ghana okay so before i did that before i went back i applied for college and that was that helped to come back because usually when you go back there's no way you can come back to the us mm -hmm. uh, so i applied for college i got accepted here i took all my documents back home to the embassy so hey i'm just going to go go to school i'm not going to come here and stay because the the mindset is every guy who comes to the u.s wants to stay here because everything is better here yeah right every single thing is better here and they don't want that um so even with all that it still took four five months for me to get my visa to oh, come wow. back to the u.s uh and i was four months late for school you know but it worked out that's why i have a tattoo so that's a miracle right so mm -hmm. that was a miracle i got to I got a four-year visa to come back and go to school. So me coming to school here, um, getting that visa, it was like my mom couldn't believe it. My parents couldn't believe it because everyone's like, there's no way you're coming back. Mm -hmm. And I just sat home and just Christianity prayers is big time in Ghana, right? Mm -hmm. So my mom would stay up all night and just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. And wow. Finally, I just, they called me, hey, your passport is sitting here with the visa in it. So I just went and picked it up. Um, and yeah, here I am back in the US. And from 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 then it was like, you gotta make this work. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. I just I just didn't have a choice. Um, and from then that this moved here, went to school. I actually my dad gave me four thousand dollars the first time I came here for college, right? That was supposed to be my tuition. And tuition was twenty one thousand dollars when I got here. Yeah. I said, yeah. It, as an international student so like that feeling of just and i was like how am i gonna make four thousand dollars work for twenty one thousand dollars and granted four thousand dollars back home it's a lot of money that's a lot of money yeah that's a lot of money like that most people won't ever make that like stuff like that so i just like called him one day and i was like hey don't send me any more money like i will figure it out mm -hmm. um and i just did man like things things worked out uh went to school worked my butt off so while just, you were in school I, I mean how did you pay for it what were you doing on the side were you doing trainings were you just working a couple jobs you no know, i was working a couple my first job was at the fuzu um uh, wow. yeah 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 fuzu um and i was making minimum wage that was way back so it was like six 525 or something an hour yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what, and I was so excited because I was like, hell yeah, I'm working. Like, I thought I was killing it, man. Your paycheck, yeah. your paycheck comes like $75. Like, hell yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, like super, like killing it. So, mm. um, that's that all that little stuff helped me get through what I felt as a kid, not being smart, being called stupid, and all that stuff. Mm. Right. And you can you come here and like people accept you, people love you. Like people were so nice to me. That's why I came back to Missoula. Like it's just like it was so warm. Welcome everywhere you, you went, you were welcome, right? And mm-hmm. also I was only I was one of the few black dudes here. That didn't really okay. <laughs> I got here. Yeah, I got here. Culture shock. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I got I got here and I was like, holy shit, I'm the only black guy here. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, yep. it was it was shocking like it was that was that was crazy because yeah. i went to the second i went to high school i was down the hall and everyone's white like everybody mm-hmm. and um back home everything's so strict i'm not even i wasn't even used to hold, people holding hands like a boy and a girl holding hands mm. after all that shit was crazy you know um then i got to know some of the dudes on the soccer team and yeah they just with their girls doing everything together i'm like this is okay like mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I remember I called, I called it homie back when I was like, dude, you would not believe this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so all, the, and every single thing is different. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing, nothing was the same. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy. That, yeah, that's, yeah. That's hard. That's hard coming into like a new yeah. culture and just trying to like digest everything oh, yeah, around yeah, you yeah. and, how to act and how to yeah i had trouble from california i could only imagine coming from a different country, <laughs> different country. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah everything like nothing was the same you know like there was so many stories i mean i was standing by my locker and this is like two weeks into it right after our first soccer game i happened to score that goal mm-hmm. and we tied hellgate and i was in the papers i was in the news so that monday i show up to school i'm standing by the, my locker trying to open that combination you know those lockers with the numbers yep. oh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That, that took me like two months to figure out i did not know how to work that thing. <laughs> no idea i've never seen yep. that in my life before uh so all a bunch of girls who always come and help me open it like and um that day i got like eight different phone numbers so i go home and tell my host mom hey they gave me these numbers and they want me to go to prom with them yeah. And I said yes to everybody because I didn't know what problem. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, "No, you didn't." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> I didn't know what it was." You know, so that was that was that was one. I don't say it's a, it was a mistake, but I learned from her. She's like, "Oh, it's a dance. You pick one girl, you go to, and all that stuff." Mm-hmm. And I, you know, just like people coming up to you and just having a conversation with you mm-hmm. it was it was cool everyone everyone just loved me yeah um and it was like oh this is actually cool mm-hmm. so it feels that, good it felt it felt good and it made that transition easier and easier and easier um and the motivation behind all that is this is way better than anything you grew up with so yeah. you might as well embrace it and make it work make it um, count yeah make, yeah 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 make it count so i up to now like that's how i just i live by that man like mm-hmm. I keep preaching mm-hmm. this stuff on 406 that platform and just like i actually yeah let's get into that a little bit i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah tell yeah. us what 406 am crew is what is it um so it's a it's a positive vibe movement look on the bright side right um life is not always easy but what if it actually works out mm-hmm. uh just stay positive just help people out 
that's 406 you know i just mm-hmm. um i didn't know it was going to be this it used to be just 6 a.m crew right mm-hmm. uh, i just i just got up and started working out uh, mm-hmm. and right when i had my first born which is kingston he's eight in july i just remember one time i just just wait till you have kids man you just you're not going to be able to do this you're not going to be able to do this you're not going to have that but you're gonna all this huh. stuff you know and i'm like no why 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 is that like why mm-hmm. why change that why uh, limit yourself yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so i won't say i like proving people wrong but i always want to beat the odds mm-hmm. um so he he, he was it was right around when my wife was pregnant. We started hitting the gym every morning and she would always come with me when she was up to nine months. Wow. Um, and at that time, this didn't even exist, but it's just the feeling we got from working out every morning. Um, and I always said like, when I'm done in there, I feel like nobody can touch my mindset because I feel so much better about myself. It don't matter what anybody says to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It won't change anything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, if this worked for me, maybe I should do it openly and just invite people in uh, to see if this can help them too. Because I always hear a bunch of stories how it's tough to get up. I can't get motivated to go work out. I don't have a reason to go work out. Um, and in a way, this is my therapy, right? We all need some kind of escape a little bit, right? So yeah. when you going there you just go do you feel good about yourself it can drive you throughout your whole day right and do it again the mm-hmm. next day and just keep it going like that so yeah it just 6 a.m four or six a.m crew just started just like that and um i gotta give a shout out to my buddy ross uh mcmoney's so he's actually the dude that tell me hey you need to make an instagram page mm-hmm. and start posting workouts before that i never shared any workout i never sh- I, ne- I this was so hard for me to do like mm-hmm. talking to people hopping on a zoom call like i mm-hmm. never did this i never recorded myself doing anything mm-hmm. until he told me to do it so i just put one video out and um the response was good and i always share the story just put something positive on my story up to now i've been doing that for 10 10 years now every morning i have to put something positive and inspirational and i did it one time and i got a bunch of people saying dude this helped me so much thank you and i was mm-hmm. like oh okay so if it helped one or two people then maybe i should keep doing it and i just been doing it ever since then didn't stop um then i made one stupid shirt and i named it 6 a.m crew and someone bought it and i was like oh <laughs> shit <laughs> um, Someone actually like this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and this is one of the dudes that bought the X. He's on the track team, Xavier. You guys mm-hmm. might know him. Uh, X hit me. I said, hey, I want your shirt. And I was like, shit, why? You know, why? <laughs> he's yeah, why? He bought, yeah, yeah. He bought, he bought two. And I was like, oh, dang. So then I kept getting a bunch of who wanted the shirt. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I want to do this right. And I want to incorporate Missoula because this place is giving me everything I have. So mm-hmm. I just added the four zero to it. Then it became four zero six. And so that's that's how this this whole movement started. I just want to just be positive and just telling people there's more more to life than just, you know, sit back, feel sorry for yourself and not do anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a group that like works out with you or is it like just other people doing the workouts that you're doing? Um, no, I have a group now. So okay. when I started, I was just training a bunch of friends, um, a bunch of coworkers. I'll just take them in there and just work out. You know, yeah. um, I didn't, I seriously didn't know how the stuff I was doing. Um, I just, I was motivated. So I just looked it up, you know, and I took a couple classes. I sh- had I known, I would have went to school for that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't. So, so I, what did you go to school for? Um, information system, which is, okay. I think they call it MIS now. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a computer person. Um, I am. I am not a desk person. You know. So mm-hmm. get this. This is actually good. So um, when I was almost finishing up, I did. I went to the College of Technology to finish up. And again, only black dude in the class taking computer class. I was the least 
computer savvy in that class. I could barely type, um, but they had to pick one person to do an internship and we all went through interview, right? And for some crazy ass reason, I got the in, I got the job out of everybody. Wow. Uh, but they, they told me why I got the job because they said, you are actually personable. You know how to talk to people. Yeah. We know you're not that computer savvy, but all this stuff you can learn, right? And that's like, damn. So that was another thing that's like, oh, okay. That's kind of cool because these kids were way qualified when it comes to just typing shit. Yeah. And I just wasn't. That's um, awesome. So because of that internship, after I did it, I was like, I can't sit behind a computer all day. Mm -hmm. I just, I just couldn't. So this try to tap into a different avenue and mm -hmm. luckily I found fitness. You mentioned the dad bod. Like I totally, totally get you. Cause I'm, I'm a father of two of two. Yeah. Of two. Oh, okay. And my, like it, it was, it's the weirdest thing because when I first had my first son, you know, I was, you know, not very healthy and, mm -hmm. and, and I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta get healthy for my kids, for my family. Yeah. And yeah. I got to the point when my, first kid was about three or four i was running nine miles a night and i was trying Dang. to you know prepare for a marathon the second kid happened and yeah. and she's awesome but i fell off and now yeah. i'm trying to get back on and mm -hmm. and you got to take time for yourself you've you got to take that you you're worth it you know yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i i just figured all that out like it's okay to do you yep mm -hmm. i've never done me you know i trained everybody so i talked to i talked about training co-workers training friends um then eventually people would just come work out me in the morning so i'll just go there early at the break and i'll just set up workouts for everybody mm -hmm. uh, even the president said Wagner will come really with yeah so the president oh, come. I, I did think i i think i saw that somewhere yeah yeah I he's, my, he's yeah. my videos yeah, um, that's what it was. Yeah, so you posted about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was and he, it was cool. Like, because he just come in there and as confident and as respected and everything about him. Like, even he had a little insecurity in the gym. He didn't know how to push himself. I was the one that was like, hey, you can throw on 10 more pounds and I'll spot you. Mm -hmm. And he loved that. So mm -hmm. every time he was in there, I'll always go spot, right? And he he tell hey, that was a good idea. And I would say, you should try that one. Then he'd do it too. Mm -hmm. um, so even that, I was like, maybe it's, this stuff we're doing is actually helping and the president's even doing it. So mm -hmm. it, 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 it didn't have to solidify what I was doing, but it helped that comp, grow that confidence even more. Uh, but yeah, I trained, all, I trained pretty much everybody for about eight years for free without charging money. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. I, wow. I, um, I didn't know how to charge money. I just... I just wanted to help. You know, like when you take people in the gym and you work out with them, everyone's out feeling so good about themselves. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what that was that was the high for me. You know, yeah. I was just pumped because everyone's feeling great about themselves. Mm -hmm. And it took up until maybe two years ago to start charging money. And as much as so I talked about how my hobby now has become almost my career, my job, which yeah. is this. Yeah. Um, I still have a hard time charging money. It is mm -hmm. the most comfortable thing for me nobody yeah. knows this but it is the weirdest thing i do on the, on doing this um and when i when i teamed up with the peak i mean they they told me hey uh, one one train actually steven he's like dude you're worth it people want to pay you to train them yeah mm -hmm. you know? and i wish i could still do it for free but you know you gotta you gotta feed this family right? yeah exactly uh, 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 <laughs> Yeah, I think the wife would really like that. <laughs> Man, I know I, mine wouldn't. Uh, she'd be like, oh, what? Did, what? She did make a comment. She's like, yeah, you can't be training people for free. You know, I mean, and like, to be honest, there's a couple people I still barely char don't charge because mm -hmm. I just I just want to give people. You know, I have enough people that pay me and there's certain people we don't. It's still a fine line, you know, um, mm -hmm. but now, yeah, it's for, it's crazy to think I, 
people actually pay me to train there. Mm-hmm. And there's a cra- yeah, and and there's a and there's the crazy ones that get up at five and meet me at the gym. Mm-hmm. You know that crew is awesome. That crew is yeah. So how special. motivating is that, man? Because I mean, I see you post every single day. Every, every day. single day, I see yeah. you driving to the gym. Every single day, I see you post a workout. You know, yeah, so yeah. It, it, you're consistent with it. But yeah, I mean, yeah. what does that do do to you, knowing that you're showing up to people that are just as hungry as you? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. They drive me to be there. I people yeah. don't know this. People thank me all the time for posting and sharing my story and all this stuff. But I say no, thank you because you watching and you following me is driving me to do it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I did hear about um someone said oh my videos are repeat my driving is repeat no everything's every morning if i don't go to the gym you won't see me posting but mm-hmm. i do it every morning right i'm lucky to be healthy to be able to get up and go mm-hmm. do it every morning, right even when we're out of town wifey looks for a, a hotel that has a nice gym mm-hmm. so i can keep doing this right mm-hmm. so it just you get up and you go do it this morning yeah. was hella tough but you know and after after 13, 12 years, I mean, it's it's not easy. So that's the first thing I always tell when people come through the gym. I always tell you, come through the gym first. Come work out with us for free. First one is always good because I want you to see what we actually do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. going to sell you on something you haven't even witnessed or been through. Um, and I tell you, this it's going to be hard. Like, don't come in expecting you're going to build muscle and lose all this weight in two months and you can keep your portion. It doesn't work mm-hmm. like that. I'm not your guy when that, if that's the case, you know, we just, we just want to work. Yeah. Um, and um, I talk about, we do this because we actually love being there. We enjoy that process, right? I've never looked at the price. Um, it took me about 10 years to start gaining weight. I was 150 pounds. Skinny. What do you weigh at now? 200. 200 big 200 yeah. baby right but big get body. This yeah you 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 weigh, i only weigh 200 but everyone thinks i weigh about 240 250 i get that all the time you know you just the type of training we just do you just build yeah. that lean muscle right yeah. it makes you bigger and stronger than you actually look because i still play sports mm-hmm. and now i want to be able to move um and, and get how old are you old enough <laughs> <laughs> Shit, um, you're not lying, bro. You're not lying. I'm 35. I'm 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're the same and, age, man. Yeah, yeah. And I was at the gym the other day, and I think I was maybe pumping out 315. And mm-hmm. there's Dang. guys behind me, and I can hear them saying, um, because one of them knew me, and he's like, yeah, he's in his 30s. And the guy's like, there's no fucking way he's <laughs> 35. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And he didn't know I could hear him, so I'm just, like, laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't worry about my age. I do this so I can just keep beating those odds because they always told me, just wait till you turn 20 because I was hella fast when I was 150 pounds, 17 year old. Wait till you turn 20. Mm-hmm. Wait till you, t- you turn 25. Wait till you turn 30. Oh, I'm still waiting because I'm still doing everything I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just, people are always going to put those, those um, words on those you. doubts. Those yeah, doubts. yeah, yeah, those doubts. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And they always did that. And I was just like, all right, just keep watching me because I'm 35 and I'm still running faster than most of the most of you guys still. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still 35. I still got the family. I'm still 35. I still get up and go to the gym every day. You know, I'm gonna mm-hmm. just keep doing this, and I'm blessed and lucky enough to be able to get up every day and go do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a dad, uh, like I can talk, I can you can relate to this. Like 
my kids didn't sleep, right? Uh -huh. uh, King, especially the first one, Kingston yeah. didn't sleep. So him and I would be driving on I-90 like all the time. That's the only place he sleeps when, when you drive. Like <laughs> two, in the, two in the morning, we're like back and forth. We do that so wifey can get some rest, Yeah, mm -hmm. right? Then I'll get home at four, and I'm like, I might as well go work out. Wait, wait, wait. So, so at two in the morning, you be driving to oh. give your wife some 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 rest? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. of the colic, or it was he colicky? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. He was a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm were too. You know, my wifey has to get up and feed the baby, so like yeah. she always be up. And I'm like, just get two hours. We just go drive on I-90. Thank goodness gas wasn't five dollars an hour back then. <laughs> <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> uh, oh shit, that's hilarious. Like him and I, yeah, we just always drive and yeah. I get back. She gets like two hours of sleep, then she's like, Okay, all right, I'll go hit the gym, then just get up and go. So now from then I just never was a big sleeper, anyways. Um, I sleep about five and a half, six hours, man. Then I'm just like and you're good. Then I'm good. You know, mm -hmm. uh, she'd be trying to get me to go to bed early. But when I go to bed early, I wake up at like midnight and I think it's 4 a.m. to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so it don't even work. Um, so, yeah, it's just your body can do so much more than you think. Yep. Oh, yeah. You'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You'll be surprised. Your mind can take over. You know, I talk about mindset because we always work out three rounds. And that third round, your mind has to take over because your body is done. It might you know, matter. Yep. Yeah. So every third round, you can ask the crew. Every third round is a grind. Like yo, and I tell them, you're gonna have to dig way deeper to finish this round. And guess what? I and I do it with them, so it actually helped because they're like, I I don't want to preach something to you that I can't do. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll get there and crank out two rounds before anybody gets there. You know, so it just like I figured out doing three rounds will push you over the edge pretty much mm -hmm. um so yeah that's that's what i do man i just i love that my we, we talk about my send that 5 a.m crew all the time because those ladies the most of most of my ladies right and those ladies mm -hmm. are all former college collegiate athletes mm -hmm. um most of them ran track um, um there was basketball players in there too and there's another piece i'm kind of working on because when you guys are and you guys can relate when you're done playing college ball it now, what? Change. now what yeah. Who, who, who's going to give you that schedule? Who's going to give you that workout? Who's going to give yeah. you that, you know, calendar? Because your day is planned, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You got to buy, you got to buy your own shoes to work out. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to do everything yourself. And we just, they just throw you out there to figure it out. Right. So Erica, um, we started talking about this. Erica and me had this sister, they was on the track team and they told me how working out and being in that routines helped them so much through that mm -hmm. because most of these people college sports was everything for them yeah right so when they're done they i won't say they're lost but they're kind of lost in a way 100 yeah, percent. and that's know. what i actually tell people it's funny that you mentioned that man I, I i have this conversation you know a couple times every single month you know because people still ask me about when i did play as an athlete because i worked in sales and so yeah before we end up talking about it and they said the same the exact thing you know well tell me a little bit about that yeah. How was that experience? You know, what's the transition be like? Because everybody knows that transition yeah. is the hard part. And yeah. I said the same thing. I said, you go from someone to tell you when to wake up, when mm -hmm. to eat your first meal, when to work out, when to go to class, when to go home, when to go to bed, too. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. All that goes away in a blink of an eye. And then you're left trying to figure out and structure a routine and pick yeah. up those pieces. 
you know, because yeah. a big piece of the puzzle went out, and now you're trying to figure out and scramble to oh, figure yeah. out who you are, you yeah. know, as a person, as an athlete, and who you are and what you represent, and also to get on a routine because yeah. you're so used to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. You're used to that, you know, mm-hmm. and no one thinks about that. Like no one talks about that. Nope. No one. I, I feel like there should be. I don't know. Someone athletes can talk to when they're done. To mm-hmm. help ease transition that, that. yeah, to help with that transition, you know, like that's something I can. I've been talking to some of the coaches about because, like, it's hard out here, yep. you know. And if you can have someone in place to like ease these people, just make sure you get your, you're gonna get you ready when you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, how it is out here because, yeah, people I know a lot of dudes that just play football and right after they're done, dreams are crushed because oh, they yeah. didn't make they didn't make the league. Mm-hmm. right um they didn't take school that serious um they just football was everything for them mm-hmm. right um so it's it's crazy so but yeah i mean i hope um through this um people can kind of we can kind of bring awareness to that a little bit because yeah angel and i have said that too like, like yeah a lot you know sometimes having teams need to have some type of a mental side of aspect of it where they're coaching mentally, but they're also coaching life after. After. Yeah. One, the 1% of the 1%, not many are going, you know, basketball, there's like 450, you know, NBA players. Yeah. Um, There's probably a little bit more football players um, than that, but that's not a lot. No. (laughs) It's not at all. Like so, yeah. What did what does the rest of them do? Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of dudes that just like, I mean, Chris Pride. When you're a football player, dude, you're a royalty here. You know, you, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing a lot. You know, but that also comes that responsibility, right? So yep. you have to take care of people. You have to treat people right because when you're done, you might need those people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of dudes that was really good at it. There's a lot of dudes that just like everything got to their heads just because you're football players, right? And guess what? When you was done and you didn't make the league, you didn't make those connections because you were a superstar. And everybody else wasn't anything, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, I mean, that's one piece of advice I'll give some of these players. Like, just stay humble. Just because you're on a team don't mean that's that's you've made it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you just started because at some point you might need someone else on the outside to help you a little bit mm-hmm. uh right like angel said him and i never met but yeah it's the first time yeah yeah and then back to what he was saying earlier man i mean when he says hey i really don't like to charge people he didn't charge me for the shirt either all you gotta do is wear it with pride i remember you said that yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Where we're pride, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the one thing that stuck in the conversation. I was like, "Wow, okay, yeah." It's yeah. something to just give something like that, but to say, "Hey, you know what? All I ask in return is to wear it with pride." It really yeah. speaks to you know what you stand for, you know, yeah. and how grounded you are in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, it represents yeah. something you know so great and extends beyond just fitness. You know? It does. Yeah, and yeah I think yeah. that's the beautiful part about it. Yeah, and that's why that's how I'm trying to preach that a little bit because it, everyone thinks just the posting and the videos and yes we do a lot of we do a lot of posting we do a lot of videos but it's not all about that right it's yeah it's way beyond that right it's yeah. just like I, my main thing just just treat people all right just be kind yeah. to people you know i'm treating my boys i got an eight-year-old and a four-year-old just 
just be nice to your friends. That's mm -hmm. the least I can do. You know, like, because I mean, look, look, the world we live in now, right? Like, yeah, exactly. it's crazy. If it's not if, enough of it, bro. Not enough. No, of it. no, no, not enough of it. I'm doing. I mean, this is this is a small platform, right? Um, and I mean, I, I also talk about like, man, it, we share everything we see from everybody else, celebrities and all these people, right? Like. It would be nice for people to share all the positive shit. Yeah. Like we only share the negative shit. Yeah. Because it just popped up on the news. And guess what? Someone would just eats so easily to add it to their story. Mm -hmm. yeah. How about when you see that positive shit? Someone doing something good for somebody. How about you share that on Insta? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right? And just keep extending that positive love. Yeah. And so we're always sharing about these celebrities we don't even know. Yeah. Yep. Right? They don't they don't even know you exist. Exactly. But you just you just take care of them and just keep spreading that word for them. So mm -hmm. that's that's uh, and guess what? I share everything everybody sent me. If you send me something you worked out or whatever, I know you were proud of yourself. That's why you sent it to me, mm -hmm. right? So I'm gonna share it for you, and I don't care. Like everyone, I get I get people saying, "Are you not worried about people taking your followers?" And I was like, "How are they taking my followers?" It's not even mine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't own them. Uh, yeah. How is it mine? <laughs> you know, so I, you send me, you send me something and take me, I'm going to share it, you know, yeah. and because you are proud of yourself. And yeah. that's more than I can ever give you. Mm -hmm. So, Gabe, you know, two words that I, I, I see on your social media and um, your, your platform, your website are motivation and consistency. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's what we've gone over today, too, is just your motivation and consistency. Are those the two words that you kind of live by and, and kind of preach to your uh, people that you train? Or, or are there other words that you kind of throw in there as well? No. So, yeah, it started with motivation, right? Uh, the motivation for me to get up and go every day. My, what motivated me is, okay, I'm going to get deep for a minute. Um, so I told you about how it's pretty nearly impossible to come here, right? So yeah. when I was going to school, at one point, I couldn't afford tuition anymore, right? And if you can't afford tuition and you're a foreign student, that means you have to get deported. Like, you have to go. I would literally wake up every night, nightmares, thinking I'm getting deported. Oh, wow. Right? Every single night, I would wake up every night. And like I would, and when you get deported, they pick you up as you are and just drop you off. Pretty oh, much. really? Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after going through that for like five years, like I remember every night I would dream about getting deported, me back home. And like I said, I, there's no way I can make that happen. Like I cannot let that happen. So that was a motivation for me to just get up and just go work. Get up and just do whatever you got to do to make it work, right? So I just got up and just started working. I just got up and did whatever I had to do. I was riding my bike in the cold and I hated the cold. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I would literally get to work and I'm like bawling my eyes out because I'm just so cold. Mm -hmm. um, and I would just do it every single day because I was like, if I don't do this and be able to pay tuition, I'm going to end up back home where there's nothing. So that's why that motivation. So the fear home. of getting deported was really the reason why you got up. It you is. Know, to really yeah, go yeah. to work. And this was before kids. Mm -hmm. This was way before kids, right? Then the kids came in. Then that that changed, right? That motivation was still there. But it's like, how can I stay disciplined? So that's my other way we use the discipline. Right. Okay. How can I stay disciplined, even though I don't have to worry about getting deported anymore, but I have to find, figure out a way to keep this going. So that's when the discipline comes in. Mm -hmm. um, I 
I don't even preach working out to my kids. They just see me leave. They know I'm going yeah. to the gym, right? Yeah. My son, Kingston, tells me he wants to do 100 push-ups every night before he goes to bed, and I'm not mm-hmm. bro. Like so 100 what, push-ups. What does that free. do to you, man? Because, yeah. I mean, that's ultimately a big reason why I stepped away from being an athlete in general is obviously I knew that I wanted to, you know, pursue that at one point in time, but ultimately I thought, you know what, I have bigger dreams and you know, those dreams eventually end up being a father one day. That's one of the dreams that I had, you know, and if I keep playing this way, I'm going to cripple myself where I can't go work out with him. I can't play basketball and football. Yeah. Yeah. So what does that do for you knowing that, you know, you don't even have to tell your kids, make sure you go do pushups, make sure you go work out that they're willingly, they see you and they know, Hey, dad's going to the gym. Hey, dad, yeah, I want yeah. to do push-ups. Hey, dad, let me work out with you. What does that do for you? Man, it's everything, man. Like, the first time, the, the first, they just, he wanted to come to the peak with me so bad. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, you can't go to the peak because <laughs> there's no kids there. Mm-hmm. Said, but you go, and he said, but you there every day. I'm like, yeah, I am. I guess, and I was like, why can't I, I guess, I guess I am taking you there. So then I took him there, and he did every single workout I did. Not with weights, but he would do everything with body weight. Mm-hmm. And these kids love the peak, you know, like they, <laughs> they just want to, just want to go and work out like that. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just want to live by example, you know, yeah. um, growing up, dad worked a lot. So he wasn't, he was around, but he wasn't around to play with us. Like how we do with my kids here. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just want to be involved as much as I can mm-hmm. um, with them. And with, I didn't even know I was, Leading by example, till he told me he wanted to do 100 push-ups every night, mm-hmm. you know, till he told me he wanted to go to the peak with me every day, you know, like stuff like that. He, then I'm like, damn, they watch everything you do. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Know? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> they actually watch you. I mean, there's a, um, there was a quote I posted a while back and they talked about how your kids, something about something that lines up leading by example, they watch you, they know all your movement more than you even know yourself. Right. <laughs> and like, and that one took me back and I'm like, damn, like you, you really got to watch what you do and you don't always have to tell them. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you, you'll yeah, say you. something. I'll say something, and I'll and I'll, and I'll, I'll look over, and my son will say something like I said like a couple weeks ago. I'm like, "Where did he learn that?" Oh crap, he learned that from me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, so like these kids have taught me so much, and if you told me this, I've been I've been in the U.S. 18 years now, right? I lived in Ghana 17 years now. I've been in the U.S. 18 years. If you told me this when I was 17 or 16 that. I was going to move to the U.S. and 10, 18 years later, I'll be a citizen. I'll have two kids. I'll have a house. I'll have a wife. I would have said you were crazy. Like (laughs) everything here was unexpected for me. It didn't happen by accident, but just me busting my butt to make it work. Right. Mm -hmm. Every single thing I own and have work, you know, like I'm in my basement right now and across the hall. um, I will admit this. I do have a shoe problem. Right. Um, I was going to ask you about that. So before you say that real quick, let me just give some backstory. So one of the things that we like to do on this podcast is reach out to people that are close to the people that we're interviewing. And so we reached out to your wife and we basically said, hey, do you have anything that we could maybe throw in there? Give us a little bit. And one of the things she said was, he has a shoe addiction. And she says, he he got a real big problem. 
but it's really, you know, there's a backstory behind it. So yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. say, even though I can't repeat it, I want yeah. you to kind of tell it. So what's up with this addiction to shoes, man? Why are you a shoe oh. whore? Oh, man. So, like, growing up, man, I grew up with one pair of shoes. Uh -huh. One pair of shoes, one pair of nice jeans, one pair of nice dress shirt to go to church. Mm -hmm. And that's all. That's all, right? I mean, and then you have all your clothes, just whatever clothes. Mm -hmm. um, so where I live, it's desert, right? There's sand everywhere. So every mm -hmm. day you wear your shoes, you go to you go to school, you come home, you wash it for the next oh, day. Okay. Yeah, every night you come home wash your shoes the next day. You learn to take care of your shoes, mm -hmm. right? And when I moved here and I started working, man, I can actually buy a shoe if I want. Afford a pair of shoes, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So when I actually started making money, it wasn't real money, but I was making money. I was like, well, I'll buy a shoe every time I get paid. Um, and back then I wasn't even making money, so that was kind of dumb still. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I still did. And every time I wear it, I still wash it. Mm -hmm. And at one point she's like, why do you keep washing your shoes? <laughs> you have a lot of them. How many pairs do you think you have? Um, Ballpark. Estimate. Throw a number out. Over 200? Over Holy 200 man. pairs of shoes. Oh, do you have a hey, shoe so you got a room dedicated to just shoes? Yeah. Oh, it's of course a, you do. It's, I do. It's a work in progress. But yeah, <laughs> right around the corner there, there's... Uh, I, don't know if I, I don't know if I can unplug this, but um, uh -huh. she actually found me these clear boxes you can put your shoes on. Oh yeah, I see those. Yeah, like I got those stacked up in the in the shoes. Uh -huh. all of them. Uh, but and I, so after you wear a pair of shoes, you you go back and you clean them every time. I wipe them down and put them back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, why? Why not? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I clean wipe shoes. I clean the boys shoes. Mm -hmm. um, so so there is there is there is couple sneakers I wear on daily basis, right? Mm -hmm. Like I wear to the gym. I wear whatever. Those stay in the garage, right? I have a little in the garage and those stay those i don't once a month i wipe them down because for whatever reason i cannot wear dirty shoes mm -hmm. i i wish i could explain i just can't yeah, yeah. No. um so those i'm not always there cleaning them um my kids will tell me kingston will say my shoes are dirty can you wipe it for me <laughs> i got you <laughs> and got that's you. me yes yeah. leave it right there and Within an hour is washed, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I just I, that's I just told my wife, man. Maybe I'm just trying to teach these kids to appreciate something, right? Just because yeah, yeah. you have a lot of them doesn't mean you don't have to take care of it, mm -hmm. right? Oh, it's uh, a beautiful thing, bro. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Thinking about how you grew up and really only having one pair of shoes, one pair of nice jeans, one shirt to really kind of dress up and yeah. you know, feel your best. I mean, you're living the dream. You know, yeah. you, and you said it yeah. earlier. You said everything yeah, yeah, else yeah. is icing, icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's such a beautiful thing to be in a position where, hey, I can buy any shoe I want, you know, mm -hmm. but to, I mean, because but at some point, you know, where people go wrong is that they stop appreciating those things. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's such a powerful lesson for just listeners and for, you know, and for your family to be able yeah. to say, hey, you know what? I don't care how many pairs of shoes I have. They all get the same love. They all get the same respect. And yeah, they all get the same appreciation as that first pair of shoes back in Ghana. You know what yeah, I mean? They yeah. do. Yeah. They, they, and that's, you, you said it right there. They, it just from having one to a lot. And I'm not buying shoes just to be a spoiled dude or whatever. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, it's okay. And this is what someone told me. Like, it's okay to treat yourself a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, you work hard. It's okay to treat yourself. I, another backstory. So, my first soccer, when we got to, when I got to the US, my host mom took me out soccer practice. And I got there, and there's so many cars parked next to the fields. And I was like, why are there so many cars here? <laughs> and she's like, 
What do you mean? I'm like, there's not even that many people here. Why are there cars here? She's like, it's for the players, for the kids. And, you know, like, mm. I was like, everybody has a car here? My dad didn't even have a car. <laughs> you know, like, my dad didn't have a car till way down the line. Mm-hmm. So, like, that one blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And the way it just everything so comes so easy to a lot of people here. Yeah. Now, my kid is eight years old. I'm trying to take him back home so he can actually go see how things are. Mm-hmm. You know. So have you been since you've been out here in Missoula? Besides that, that that first time that after you got your visa, have you been back home at all? Yeah. So I went back when I came back back for college. I couldn't go back till I became a resident mm-hmm. because if you go back, you can't come back. Mm-hmm. So um, I made Keisha through this whole process. Then at some point we got married. When you when you, when you get married, you become a resident. Mm-hmm. A couple of years to become a citizen. So I've been I've been a citizen for about seven years now. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, uh, bro! Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. But I waited to become a resident. Then her and I went back after we got married. So we got we got married. I'm not going to try to remember. Twelve years ago, <laughs> um, and her and I went back right after we got yeah. married. Then so it took six years for me to go back, and that was mm-hmm. that was pretty tough. Um, then after that, I was able to go back every other year. Oh, that's um, beautiful, bro. Yeah. I'm actually going back in December. My my ultimate goal is if, right when I took cash, I was like, I want to be able to go back every year so I can see my mom and dad. Yeah. Um, Have your mom and dad came back out to Montana? No, it's too far for them. Like the yeah, yeah. I'm I just booked a flight to go back to Ghana in December, and this is okay. the first time I've spent Christmas with them in 18 years. Oh wow. Um, Wow. And um, it's the flight there is t- 32 hours and 36 hours oh. to come back. Oh my um, gosh. It's a grind. You know, wow. like, I, and I hate flying, but I was like, you, that's the only way I can go back. Like, I do not like flying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Keisha and I, one of our friends got their pilot license. He did like, hey, I'll take you off flying. I'm like, okay, sweet. Mm-hmm. Then we get on one of those little planes and I'm like, just holding on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let's go back down. <laughs> That's when I knew I hated flying. You know, and those those low planes, you feel everything. Oh yeah. I was we were in the air for 30 minutes. It felt like two days. Uh, <laughs> for, for real, it was long. You know what? So so I guess now yeah. that obviously I'm I'm sure your family kind of knows of your success and how you created such a following and you know how kind of inspirational you are, but you know, what did they kind of say about it? You know? Um I mean like how proud they are they are they yeah, yeah. They're pretty proud. Um, how I grew up, they don't express this type of feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. My parents, your parents love you. They won't tell you they love you. They just love you. Yeah. Right. I never knew that. Like this was actually a conversation I had with one of my mentors here, my boss, who I've worked for forever. And um, having kids, like I tell my kids, I love them every single day, right? Yeah. Every single minute. I did. I never heard that before. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I. So I just never heard it from my parents. So it was it was hard for me. After I announced, I was like, man, like, how come they never said it to me? Yeah. And he said, like, it just how the culture is, man. They love you, but they just they don't know how to express that. Yeah. Um, you know, and my mom will always call me and thank me. I sent her money a couple of times, you know, like and um she'll call me and like almost be tearing up and telling me, Thank you so much. And I'm like, you don't have to thank me, like, this is what I gotta do, you know. Mm-hmm. Then that and I, that's her way of telling me I love you. Thank you for helping me and stuff like that. Because they took care of me, and oh, yeah. I have to return the favor. That's how things work where I'm from. Your that's how it works in my culture too, bro. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I take care of my parents, and I'm yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Responsible for it, bro. But yeah, 
that's what it is. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you take care of your parents. They take care of you when you're when you're a kid. You know, they're not supposed to take care of you. I tell my little man, you think I have to take care of you? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's my job to take care of you. Uh-huh. You know, um, but yeah, back home you can't work, so everything lies on your parent. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you grow up and make something for yourself, you return the favor. Um, so that's me trying to return the favor. Um, I can't give them every single thing they need, but they pretty much have everything they need, and I can just support them. Um, and uh, financially when I can, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm pretty, pretty gracious and I'm blessed to be able to have them like that. So like, that's her way of like calling me. She's always calling and checking on me. Um, I'm the last born in my family. There's four of us. Um, as of five years ago, I helped move my sister and her family here. So they live wow. here in Missoula. Um, and that's been such a blessing. She has three kids of her own. Um, so I have my I have a direct dairy family here. Uh, she actually just got her citizenship a couple months ago. Congrats, bro. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. So that was a that was a big um stepping stone for for my family for sure. Um, because yeah, she was also back home and there was nothing nothing really happening for her. So um yeah, now she's here, she works, uh, her family is all here and um yeah, we're we're pretty lucky. Um so that's that's all I can just I can just keep preaching that man. I mean I'm not I'm not preaching it just to preach it. I'm living this blessed life and not just telling you, hey, just look on the bright side because things will actually work out. That's all yeah. I did. I only had to stay positive because I didn't have anything else. Mm-hmm. I had to look on the bright side because I couldn't look anywhere else, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, that's how I'm going to always be. Um, because why worry if you can't do anything about it? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, so Gabe, like, what do you, like, after all this, like what you've done, what do you, what do you aspire this to be? What, what do you, you know, farther down the road, what do you want this to end up to be? Like? Yeah, what's the end goal? Yeah, that's a that's a tough guy. I, I read that question what you guys said, but um I want to be able to open a training center back home and just help kids develop. That's awesome. Um that's that's one thing I've um when when this started taking off and like figuring it out, I was like, I want to be able to do this back home. So I want to be able to open a training center, kids will come in and train, kids will come in and have somewhere to be. Um kids will come in and eat. That's a big thing there. Mm-hmm. Um Cause there's a lot of kids starving man like there's a lot of kids that just don't have a place to go so my mm-hmm. as of three years ago before covid happened i just went back and just did just did charity work for my neighborhood mm-hmm. i took soccer jerseys because soccer is everything there right soccer balls cleats you know played soccer with the kids fed the kids and this year, I want to do it on a much bigger scale. So I'm going back in December and hopefully doing something bigger with, like that. Bro, that's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just that, go man. give them food. I mean, that's all it is. You know, mm-hmm. play music, play soccer, and just eat. You've done mm-hmm. everything. You know, that's all they want. And mm-hmm. guess they don't have much, but man, if you go there, they're just happy with music and just dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guess what? We have everything here, but we just like keep complaining. That's why I'm telling all the kids I train, like, you have every single thing here. Your parents are paying for you to come work out. You yeah. have a car. You know, you're wearing $100 leggings, and you still mm-hmm. come. You know, that $100 will feed someone for a month in Ghana. Wow. You know, so it just perspective stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the end goal is to be able to just go do that back home and be able to travel back and forth to see the family. Because mm-hmm. one big thing that's been this year, this year was tough for me because, like, my parents' birthday came through. And I talked about that on my story a while back. Um, and it was tough because 
I missed another birthday. Um, and I haven't celebrated their birthday in a long time. Last time I went home, I surprised my dad on his birthday. And I want to be able to do that every year. So the goal is to be able to go back every year and help celebrate their birthday. Because yeah, if you don't see your parents for three years, you see them that fourth year, they look completely different. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, every time I see them, they've aged more than I've, I'm used to. And that's been tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't want to go home because something happened. I want to go home because I want to go visit. That was my main motivation to go home in December. Uh, I told, I told wifey this, like she, she knew I, I told her I pretty much like, I need to go home in December. I was yeah. going to take Kingston and her, but hopefully next year we're actually going to do a family reunion in Germany because my sister is in Germany. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go by myself this year. Um, but it was something, it was, it was a dream just to go to home for Christmas. Because mm-hmm. Christmas is a big deal, and I just wanted to celebrate Christmas with. Yeah, you. no. So I actually read about that. I think Christmas is bigger than birthdays, is it not? Yeah, like, yeah. Christmas is the biggest. Christmas is bigger than anything. I mean, a lot of things in Ghana. Christmas, everything shuts down for Christmas. That's um, awesome. And and you talked about birthdays, right? So I got a I got a story for you. So Ghana for birthdays, we get a hard boiled egg and a meal. Oh, that's, that's your birthday that, present. That's your that's birthday present. You that's your birthday. Present. <laughs> that's what you get for birthday. Wow. Right? Think uh-huh. about this year, right? And here, like I came here and I was like, oh, there's eggs everywhere. I can eat 10 of these if I want. Uh-huh. You know, like stuff and you 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 drink Coca-Cola, it comes in a bottle. You only got pop on occasions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can just go grab stuff like that. And like we have everything on our disposal, you know, like your birthday comes, your mom makes you this meal, and you're happy as hell. Like you, you, you got it all, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just like those that little thing. That's what keeps me grounded. Still, I think about all this shit all the time, mm-hmm. right? And like here, birthday, you get in the car. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> You know, like, so, like, if you think about stuff like this, how can you not be grounded? How can you not be, you know, humble? And how can you not, it just, so, I kind of want to shine light about, you know, just, just because you got it doesn't mean you got it. You know, yeah. you mm-hmm. think about someone else once in a while and don't complain so much because your life is good here. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's, I just want to throw that one in there because I, that, that's what I always tell wife. I said, maybe I should give this kid's egg one day for their birthday and see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just see what they do. <laughs> <So> they know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're not gonna have it. Like that's no, they'd happen. be pissed. Yeah, my 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 throw it back at me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, seriously, that, that's what I say. Yeah, they hate eggs. You yeah. know, I like, and I have a hard time because my kids are so spoiled. My wife's mom and grandma they buy them all the time. You know, I don't help either because I buy them shoes to match mine. I don't mm-hmm. help, but it's just like wifey and I get in fights because I said like, we just can't buy them any more toys. Yeah, mm. this whole play. Basement is their playroom. You know, there's a, there's a hoop right behind me. They have everything down here. They don't even come down here and play. Mm. <laughs> and we keep buying their stuff. You, know? you take it for granted a little bit, huh? Yeah, 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 they do. So I'm I'm struggling with this because I'm trying to figure a way for them to appreciate some of this stuff mm-hmm. you know, and know that. And Kingston's been good because he's just, every time he gets a toy, he has to give one up so we can donate it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that he's good at. So I feel I feel like slowly I'm tapping in there a little bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, we just I mean you want to spoil your kids because I didn't have any of this. So I want to give them everything I didn't have, which is everything. Yeah. So it's tough. As a dad, I'm having a hard time with that for sure. Yeah. Is that why your big push is to get you want them to go back and see where you go? It is kind of yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, realize, yeah. hey, you've got it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. I want. That's why I'm. I he's eight in July, and I feel like mm. eight to ten is about the age he will actually know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. To to go back and yeah, I mean, I mean, you guys already know. I mean, everything's super high. Plane tickets twenty five hundred to go back home. That's you know, crazy. Yeah. 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 So I want to. If I'm gonna take you, I want you to like really know what's going on. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. just to take you and take you there. A while back, I told I told him I was gonna take him to Ghana. He was hyped, and he asked me if there's a basketball hoop there. You know, like that's that's where his mind is at right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we might win a little bit, but yeah, I want to take you back and go see. Like you have it all here. Yeah, it's not like that everywhere else. And I've met so many amazing people through this, you know, that's traveled back to Ghana or back somewhere. And like, they see how it is there. And when they come back, like their demeanor is all different. You know, yeah. everybody really appreciate the stuff they have here. And even the people I don't know, people just reach out to me because they see the Ghana flag on my story. And that's why I have it there. I have a Ghana flag and a US flag because these are my homes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, people, a lot of people reach out to me, yo, are you from Ghana too? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, man. It's just like an instant bond and we talk about a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. as much as people tell me, thank you for doing this, I thank them for doing this and following me because if it wasn't for them, 406 wouldn't be anything. I don't think it's anything, but it's something right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the motivations and the, the, the hunger, I mean, the hunger is always going to be there. And I keep telling people, I mean, I'm not going anywhere. This is me. I have to get up and go do it no matter what. If I'm training someone or not. So if you want to, the, this is where the consistency comes in, right? I will always stay consistent as much as you want me to stay consistent, right? Mm. If you want to work out, I am there no matter what. And I always extend that invite to everybody, even Angel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just tell him, come through, you know, just <laughs> come work out. I'm there, you know. So I get a lot of people asking, like, so do you charge people if they show up or not? Most people do, but I don't because I'm going to be there no matter what. Even yeah. you. So it's cool if you come because you're doing it for you. You're not doing mm-hmm. it for me. But if you don't, I'm still there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there's one dude that comes in every day and he's like, I know you're gonna be here, so I have to be here. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's been consistent for quite a bit now. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And that's the only that, way you built that com- camaraderie with people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the only way you can achieve that ultimate goal that you want. Because people mm-hmm. tell me all these expectations, but you giving me, you're telling me you want all this. Are you not willing to get up and come do it every day? You know, how's that? You know, you you cheating yourself. Mm-hmm. So how does it make sense? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can't tell me you want this and not show up yeah. the, the next day, you know. Yeah. So if that's what you want, you show up and do it. I can't force you to work out. I don't force anybody to work out. If you hit me up, I say come through. If you do, cool. If you don't, you know. Um, ultimately, you pretty much wasn't ready to do it, or when you're ready, you know I'm still here. Yeah, and that's what I tell most of the, most of my clients. Yeah, but yeah, it's been good. Um, I just I just like preaching this stuff to other kids, and I have a bunch of high schoolers and middle schoolers I work yeah. with. You know, I, I I talk about all this. We talk about appreciation. You know, just the that big expectations you guys everybody has and thinking their parents have to do this, have to do this, have to do this. You know, how about once in a while you tell your parents thank you for you know. The stuff you do for me and stop mm-hmm. expecting everything all the time yeah when you say appreciation of expectations you know mm-hmm. um, so I, I i just i just like being that um that that figure for them you know um yeah coaching soccer really helped me 
become confident and talk to kids and all this stuff. Yeah. I was not a good speaker. I'm still not, but I'm just getting used. I'm just getting used to it as I go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I could have never sat here and talked to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 you know. But from just doing this, just I started coaching soccer maybe six, seven years ago, you know, and I coached high school girls. I had the U19 girls and we just traveled and played in tournaments and all this stuff. And um, yeah, I also took one person by man, these girls really listen to you. These kids really listen to you. And it, it resonated like it's like, okay, so how can I use my voice to actually help um, yeah. as many kids as I can? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, if they're not going to listen to their parents, their parents always tell me they don't listen to me. They listen to you. So yeah. like, or if they listen to me, maybe I can make some something positive out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and I just worked out a whole bunch of them a couple couple months ago. Um, the first team I ever coached, they're all off to college. Most of them graduated. Wow. Came back, they reached out to me, and all of them came and worked out with me. That was oh, the coolest cool. thing ever. These yeah. girls went. These girls went middle school when I started coaching them. They graduated <laughs> college and they came back to work out. That's it's crazy, crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, cool. yeah. So, so it just it, it, it always reminds me of the stuff I'm doing kind of matters a little bit. Exactly. So, um, it just keeps pushing me to just keep on. Mm-hmm. Every little thing matters, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every every little thing matters, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I did see a story on IG, and I also tell I also one thing I want to tell people, it's. It's a great platform for a lot of reasons, and it also is a great platform for not a lot of good reasons, right? <laughs> Take it for the good that it is, Yeah. right? If you open your Instagram and the first thing doesn't make you smile or, or make you happy or make you... If it makes you feel a type of way, you might as well follow it, mm-hmm. right? It's okay. Just because someone's your friend don't mean you have to follow them. You know, sometimes your friends post shit that piss you off. Sometimes, <laughs> you know... <laughs> No, like for real. Like yep, yep. I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, so just because someone's my friend doesn't mean you have to follow them. Yep. You're yeah. still friends with them, but yeah. guess what? Their stuff pissed you off so much you just had a bad day. Mm-hmm. Right? So it doesn't really so think about the people you follow and think about the stuff you put on your IG because yeah. post stuff that will inspire you. The first thing you open is Instagram should make you smile or make you feel good inside. And yeah. there's a lot of that out there. You know, yeah. all my, if I go through my feed, there's a lot of it. I just like a lot of motivational stuff. A lot of stuff I put out, I've seen it on IG. Um, I just, I just posted one yesterday talking about peace and love and skin color don't matter. Right. We're all yeah. one. Yeah. There's this dude. I just talked about it and inspired someone to straight. And I saw it and it just, it just hit me. So I just shared it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's that. But they guess what? They push out all the negative shit, and that's the stuff we share. That's the stuff everybody shares. Yeah. So if we can help change that a little bit, um, I think slowly our world can get a little better in that way. Just push more positive, and hopefully it won't ever overlap the negative. But mm-hmm. it might help a little bit. Yeah, exactly. you never know. And you never know who you're saving to or helping. I think yeah, that's one of the craziest part about it. Yeah. You don't know who watches your story that needs. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. you do a really good job about being consistent in that way, bro. Because I, I think you just said it right now. Everybody knows that negativity is out there. There's yeah, no surprise. Yeah, yeah. You know, you expect it at this point, you know. Yeah. But you don't see as many people posing that positive stuff. And so no. one no. small post reaching out to a couple hundred people may yeah. change somebody's cold perspective on the day. I know yeah. it's done it for me before in the past. You've yeah, done it too, Gabe, you know, just with yeah. some of the stuff that you post. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll see you wake up in the morning, post at 5 a.m., something extremely positive. 
on your way to the gym. And it, it, I wake up in the morning and it sets me in the right direction. Yeah. It makes me inspired to want to go chase my hero, which is me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, for for real. And that's mm -hmm. that's all I want. I just and I take a bunch of. I don't take for some reason. I can only take ten people now. I don't know why. But you know, I take a bunch of people because they're like, hey. I like this text. When I wake up and I see it, it gets me motivated. It gets me going, mm -hmm. you know. So I get. I feel like it's just. I just got to keep doing this, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a reason why I wake up at four oh six now. Obviously, my I only mm -hmm. have one alarm on my phone that says four oh six, right? Mm -hmm. So I can get to the gym, get a warm up in on the treadmill, and do my posts before mm -hmm. everybody shows up, before I set up and all that stuff, right? And it's just a habit I've created, you know? And you just create that positive habit. It's tough, it's not easy, because everybody asks me, how do you do it every day? And I'm like, I don't know. I just get up and go. <laughs> Shoot, I wish I could tell you. <laughs> I, I, I just get up and go. I, I, I'm wired so wired with this, like I literally leave the house, Forget about my lunch. Forget about everything. Mm. You know, right? He's like, did you know you forgot your breakfast and your lunch again? Yeah. You got everything. Yeah. <laughs> I I prep the night before. My stuff is on the counter in the kitchen. I wake up, come downstairs, get ready. I'm out. Oh, garage door is open. I'm out every single day. And mm -hmm. I, yeah, I I just I just have to get there no matter what. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I was very fortunate um, through the pandemic. Um, I got it. It didn't affect me that much. Um, I was still able to work out almost every single day because I created my own gym at the shop. Mm -hmm. I worked, you know, just fought a bunch of pieces and still what got after it. You know, I just couldn't stop. That first week was probably one of the worst things ever for me because I was trying to figure out what, how, how am I going to work out? Mm -hmm. You know, because I just, it just keeps me sane, man. Like I get to work, I get anywhere and everybody's like, dude, you are always in a good mood. You are always happy. It's because I just went and did me. I just oh, yeah. wanted to work out. You know, that's what matters. You are, it's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to, and that's one thing I always tell a bunch of my high schoolers, they talk about everything, right? They tell me everything. And like, this person is only posting because they're on vacation and they're on the beach. And, I, and I'm like, okay, I get it. It's annoying. <laughs> but maybe, maybe that's their way of feeling good about themselves. Like, yeah, positivity. You know, you know, like, look at it that way. You know, like, yeah. it's, it's sucks they're on the beach and you're home working or whatever. But maybe that's their way of feeling good about themselves. And you don't ever know what someone is going through. Exactly. You know, just because just they're, they're posting on the beach and doing all that, how is that hurting you? Yeah, you, you don't know, know what's what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, you know? and there's always something going on behind the scenes. You oh, just yeah. don't know. So maybe that's the, the one positive in their life. Let them live it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay for someone to just live it up and you not feel a type of way and don't mm -hmm. be so sensitive about someone else's post because mm -hmm. what they're doing has got nothing to do with you. It doesn't affect you. Yep. It yep. doesn't affect you. So just let it be, you know. So and that's the that's the other one thing, just like they seen this post, oh, fuck this person again, you know. Mm -hmm. Your day is shit because you just saw one post from somebody. Yeah. You know? So it's all mindset, man. Just how you look at stuff, you know. Like I always preach about just cheering for someone else, man. Dude, if someone does good, I am hyped. I will post about it. I would <laughs> I would do everything to be so happy for you. Because when you win, I feel like I win. Exactly. When you're happy, I'm happy. When if guess what? If everyone if everyone in this world was happy, this would be a happy place. Yeah. Right? So someone's posting about their accomplishments or something they're happy about, dude, you should be happy and not feel a type of way just because they're celebrating on IG. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's just how I look at it. You know, mm-hmm. and people people like to post the good shit, and just when they're having fun, okay, so what? They don't want to post their bad stuff. Yep. You know, like it's it's okay because everyone say, oh, they live that social media life and all that. Well, maybe that's the one good thing they have, and they want to share it. Yeah, you know, so I'm okay with that. I get I get why people are not, but we can also look at it in that other light and be okay mm-hmm. with with it if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, so exactly. Um, yeah, that's that's why four or six is here, man. I just want to keep keep preaching that positive word, um, no matter what. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, when everybody is happy, guess what? This world will be a happy place. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, I can't thank you enough for for yeah. doing that and just the positive positive vibes that you're sending people. It, it, it's contagious and, and it's going to keep on growing. I, I just want to let everyone know that you know. You can reach out to Gabe at, at 406 AM crew yeah. on Instagram. Um, also, you're, you have a website, um, 406amcrew.co. Um, definitely, definitely um, go visit those sites. Uh, go look at his his apparel that he has. Mm-hmm. I looked at some of those shirts. I was like, man, those some of those shirts are tight, They're man. Pretty, yeah, Dude, how, those how are, those are tight. Ones, though, right? Yeah, I got I, like, I got a, I got a good good marketing girl that helped me design this. She was, yeah, was good. Yeah, very very good. Man. So, um, but yes, I got a shirt coming for you, Adam. You got you got one. Oh, cool, and, man. And you got one. Hey, real quick question for Angel though. How do yep. you get that name? Angel. Yeah. So, you know what? That's a great question. I think it really kind of stemmed from um, really who my mom was kind of growing up. So my mom had a pretty rough childhood. You know, she was bullied a lot. You know, she was made fun of a lot. um, And she was put in some really hard instances. And I'm sure she's fine with me kind of staring a little bit of her story. But similar to kind of how it was hard for you, Gabe, it was hard for her in her own way. You know, it was the same thing. It was waking up every day, walking seven miles to go to school. You know, it it was coming home and having to sleep on the ground. And it was coming home and being insecure about not having any friends, you know, besides really kind of her her extended family. Mm -hmm. So because of that, and also, too, having a troubled mother who was addicted to, you know, a lot of different types of drugs, Mm -hmm. you know. And so because of that, my mom is, 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 is traumatized in a lot of ways. And because of it, she I think she grew up a little bit scared of everything, you know. Yeah. And so because of that, when she was pregnant with me, my 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 real dad was wasn't around. And so okay. because of that, she was a single mother pregnant at 16 years old, you know, Dang. getting kicked out of the house, trying to figure out what am I going to do? You know, wow. mm-hmm. and so because of that, in, in, in certain ways, she tells me that she says, you know, for you and all your brothers, I prayed so hard and was such intent that you would be all the things that I was never able to do for myself, you know? And so for me, she prayed, Hey, I want to make sure that angel always can protect himself. You know, I want to make sure that he's, he's never going to go, you know, without needing anybody else or anything else. He's always going to be able to provide for himself, you know? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, you know, with a combination of that and also having me, because in the time that's really scary to go through that at a 16 year old, 17 yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but ultimately she says, Hey, you're my angel, you know, because oh, I think, okay. you know, in her eyes, I was able to give her something that, you know, only God could have given her. And so, yeah, because yeah, of that, yeah. you know, I'm her angel. You that's know? cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. Where it stems from. Yeah, bro. It's kind of the long story short. Oh, yeah. that's, 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 that's awesome. good. Yeah. That's because awesome. I, it's all, 
a lot of Christianity in Ghana, right? There's like 75, 80%, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe 85 Christianity in Ghana, uh, Muslim and the traditional people, right? So Christianity yep. is too. My name is Gabriel. My real name, my long name is Gabriel. So it's Angel Gabriel. Yeah, my mom always called me Angel Gabriel, right? Uh, and another backstory, I came, first class I went to in high school, my teacher said, can we call you Gabe? And I was like, why would you call me Gabe? Gabe was my name. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that was the first American experience. Right? And I thought that was so crazy. And she's like, well, we, we call a lot of people their short names here. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I guess Gabe it is. So <laughs> from, <laughs> from that, uh, Gabe, Gabe started, right? And mm-hmm. like, it's cool. And just story about your mom walking um, seven miles to school and that. I mean, we can relate to all that because mm-hmm. most, most villages and where we went to school, you hike downhill to get water, right? Mm-hmm. You pump water. You hike a couple of miles to go pump water, bring it back uphill, cold water, and shower with it. Right. Oh gosh. Kids, that's what we're doing every morning. Yeah. Like, you know, so like, and that's the other side of it. Like it's it's so crazy out there somewhere. Like we don't even know. You know, you just get up, walk next room and just turn on the shower and just shower with yep. So mm-hmm. so Gabe, this is a weird question. Do you do you still take cold showers now? In the summer because like, you're used, summers used I, to summers it? I do. Summers I do. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is actually a funny, funny story. So um got done working out. Um, I work and taking a shower. I always rush shower at work. And um, a dude wanted to play a joke on me. So he turns off the hot. Um, the hot water? The hot water. Yeah. And like, I shower just fine. So <laughs> I got out and they're all out there. Like, I didn't even know he did that. Like, you mm-hmm. know? And he's like, I turn off the hot water. He's like, oh, I was like, yeah, I shower just fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> then I thought about it and they're like, oh, that's why oh. they're all out there like that. You know, like. You know, like so, it's crazy. So in the summers, I do like I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind cold showers because yeah, you just okay. got used. You just got used to it. But yeah. dude, now I'm such a baby now, though. Like I need that hot shower. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm like super spoiled. I can't even walk outside barefoot anymore, and I grew up barefoot. Yeah. You know? So crazy, so, really, kinda, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. We played soccer outside barefoot all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Toenails are all messed up because of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I have a lot of shoes to cover it up. Uh, (laughs) Um, But yeah, now I'm like, I'm like a baby about everything. Like, you can't even, I walk outside, like, Kings, I need my slippers, you know. Like, <laughs> but I, I mean, that's 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 the life we're living now, man. Like, yeah. I will, I won't trade anything for nothing, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I embrace everything that I went through, it made me who I am. Uh, um, and before I moved here, I mean, I actually went to an all boys boarding school, oh, that was wow. before I came to the U.S., you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this story just goes back, there's so much, shit. um, and that was the only way I was able to move here at 17. And take care of myself and make this work because it was boarding school so you go to school for about three months straight stay on campus um big campus with 12 foot walls around you so you can get out mm-hmm. um and you stay there for three months and maybe come home for like a week and a half and go back back to school mm-hmm. That's how it is. you know so it's all dudes all tough you can beat left and right all the time you know so you have to figure it out. And um, I feel like that really helped me uh, become who I am when I got here because I, was like, I felt like I've been through the worst. Yeah. Except the cold and snow. Mm-hmm. That, that was new, you know? <laughs> yeah, what was that, that like your first winter? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I know you already said you hated it, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember this. It was Sunday morning. My postman was very Christian, so we were we was getting up to go to church. And 
um, I walked outside and there's white stuff everywhere. And I remember I walked out and I walked right back in outside. What the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> he said, nope. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And she's like, oh yeah, that's snow. You should come check it out. And she's she's just out there. And I'm like, so I go over there and it's just like snowing on me, and I'm like wiping it off my shirt every two seconds. And she's like, you might you might just want to leave it because it'll melt off. And mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought it was so crazy, but I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I lived in the basement of her house, and I remember always getting so damn cold because the basement is always chilly, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think just living down there helped me adjust to the cold even better because mm-hmm. it don't bother, bother me that much. You know, winters are just long, but yeah, the mm-hmm. cold really doesn't really bother me. Uh, I wear hoodie. I, I'm still not used to wearing a coat. I'm always in a hoodie. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, my wife is like, you need to wear a coat. I got a hoodie. I'm fine. <laughs> you know? um, so, mm-hmm. and that was it. That was one of that big challenge. My host mom got me jacket and I would never wear it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not used to wearing jackets. I only wear a shirt. Then the first time I didn't wear it, it got hella cold and I froze my ass up in high school. <laughs> I, was like, I need that. I need that jacket. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I need that yeah. jacket, you know. Yeah. But so all those little lessons, just like they start to rack up, bro. And like I said, you know what? I'm really fortunate because for those first couple of years, it was just me and my mom, you know. Yeah. And so because of that, I was able to see life in a different type of way from a different type of struggle. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I, you know, she's my best friend, you know. Yeah, that's cool. And so, and so because of that, we've been able to develop things, and I think I have a little bit of a more unique perspective. You know, simply because I was able to, I was able to be a part of that. You know, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that initial struggle. You know, because we, because obviously we all have our own struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, but being able to share that with somebody sure. else and share that perspective, I think it does something to you. And I think that's what I'm, I, I'm so passionate about people, simply because you know, conversations like this, Gabe. You know, I, who Lord knows that I needed it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I, I mean, you're able to provide perspective that I don't know about. You're from a different yeah. part of the world. Yeah. You know. And I'm sitting there having a conversation with you. How lucky am I? You know yeah. what I mean? To be yeah. able to see your perspective and be We're able to lucky, be man. inspired, yeah. you know, by what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish, you know? Because yeah. ultimately, I mean, like you said, it's a dream and I feel the same way. I yeah, tell yeah, that yeah. all the time too. Everything else in my life from here on out is bonus. I've done yeah. everything I could could have dreamed of, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's so beautiful to have those conversations and meet people like you, Gabe, and Adam, and mm-hmm. just being yeah. able to share this and, you know, being able to just just talk, man. I yeah. think ultimately yeah. when it comes down to it, I think if you can have a conversation with another human being, you know, I think you can mm-hmm. learn something from them. Exactly. I think that's an understanding. Exactly. And I think yeah. you'd be surprised how inspired, you know, by somebody else's passion and what it can do in your own life, you know? Yeah. Just, just listen. Just listen yeah. to someone. That's yeah. Don't speak. Just listen. Yeah, because yeah, you know? everybody does have a story, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 but yeah, you're right. Adam is right. Just, just listen and always don't stop learning because, dude, you don't, you don't. I, I don't even know half of this stuff I'm doing. You know, like mm-hmm. I just figure it out and I just keep learning every day. I learn new shit. You know, I yeah. feel like I've always made it a goal. Every week you gotta learn a new workout. Every every week you gotta come up with something new. Mm-hmm. You know, and just leave that door open. You know, you yeah. just, you just, you just never know. Um, I pretty much have three full-time jobs. You know, that's all I do. Um, but my wife was like, how are you still doing this? <laughs> I literally go, I, sometimes I go from four in the morning to 8 p.m., you know, and I'm fine. I get home, I'm not even tired. I just, like, wired up still. Mm-hmm. Wow. I wish I had the energy. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man. Oh. You know, I, and that's all I know. It's just, I just got to work. I just, I love what I do. Yeah. I'm so lucky to figure out 
that I like this shit because it doesn't feel like work. That's why, yeah, that's why. I'm able to just do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just you just get up and go do it, and you don't feel like work. So it's just like if you can find that passion, if you can find that hobby that you can turn into a job, that's a dream. Yeah. Like it seriously is. You don't have to be the richest dude. You don't have to have all this money. You just gotta love what you do, and that's all I do. I people back home think I gotta figure it out. I want things that when you're here and you go back home, they treat you like a royalty. You're mm-hmm. pretty much like a celebrity over there. Really? You know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. You pull up, everybody would come to your car. Really? You know? Yeah. Um. So it, it's not all that. You know? I'm I I'm real with them. I'm like, dude. I'm literally up up at five, working twelve. 15 hours a day yeah mm-hmm. to make this work you know so it's not just me being here and all of a sudden i gotta figure it out yeah like, it just it just doesn't you you have to put in the work it's like everything else you know and that's why this fitness thing just works because i just stay in there mm-hmm. you know and i keep telling myself i just have to win i just can't fail that's the word i just say that all the time to myself you know and just keep enjoying the process I love the process of just getting up and just going there and don't even know what's going to happen. But I just I just get up and just keep it pushing, you know, mm-hmm. and every single day I'll get someone in my DM and ask him if I can train him. And it's so cool to just see that all the time. Like it just blows me away still. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And um, yeah, that feeling keeps me going. Mm-hmm. So I seriously thank everybody that follows me. I say it all the time on Instagram. I type it all the time. Like I actually mean this. Like people who follow me, you keep me going. All the good comments I get, I rarely get any negative comment. There's here and there, but all positive. Look, you know, like people leave me the best comments ever. This lady DM me saying, "Hey, I saw you at Lululemon the other day. You were walking out. I was so mad. I couldn't say hi to you because I figured out you were the four or six guy. Oh, I guess I'm the four or six guy now. <laughs> I, think I figured out you were the four or six guy. I love everything you do." And she just went on, and that. That was so cool. This is someone who doesn't even know me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And um, yeah, and all of a sudden she came through and started working out, and now I know who she is. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just those little moments that's like, oh, okay, this stuff again means something for somebody. Yeah. You know, it's, it might not be for you, and that's okay, but it, it's for someone else. And that's yeah. that's life. Not everything is for everybody. Exactly. You know, so if it's for you, just embrace it and just enjoy it. And if it's not, it's all good you know yeah but yeah i i can thank you guys enough adam this is awesome oh. um, i hope well, i actually meet you in person exactly well when i'm in missoula i'll i'll have to swing by and, and meet you in person so Come get a workout in with him too i yeah. know i i need to get in shape a little bit better i don't want to i, don't I need want to get like, my ass out. no yeah no 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 I need, I need to get my ass out seriously that's the, another thing i want to talk about everyone wants to start working out before they come through do you I get the not, dad? Do you get the dad bod group? Because I, I, get, the, I get the dad group. I got the dad group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get all the crew. I just I just be posting all the weird stuff, and everybody's like, "Oh, I gotta get in shape before I come through." No, I, <laughs> I got all. You just gotta shit. show up, baby. You just gotta just, show up. That's it. We can modify anything. We we train beginners. We train immediate. Everybody. Right, this cool, is cool. for everybody, and also. It's four four or six a.m. crew, but it don't matter when you work out. You know, yeah. I just prefer the mornings. You know, I just gotta make the shirt that says four or six p.m. crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Because I do train people in the afternoons now, so it's not just because you're not doing it in the morning doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It's a mindset. Yep. Figure out what time works for you and just get up and just go do it. Mm-hmm. Or exactly. work and go do it. Or lunch break. Just you figure out that time. Just go work. Mm-hmm. I just and another another thing I want to throw in there like if you most people treat workout like a chore right 
Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to do a chore. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. nobody wants to take the garbage out. Nobody wants to do all that. You know, so figure out that middle ground that makes it like a little hobby. You know, yeah. we like we like playing hobby. We like playing sports. We like playing golf. You know, treat it like that. Then that way you want to go do it. You don't have to go do it because you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go golfing. I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. How how people look at golf and that's how I look at workout. I go work out. You know, some days I get two, three workouts in and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you can change that mindset about working out, I promise you will make your life hella easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's yes, it is hard. Why make it harder by thinking it's a chore? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So looking for what it is and just switch that mindset a little bit. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, bro. So we, yeah. we don't have to work out; we get to work out. Exactly. We get to work you out. Know, we get to work out. Yeah, 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 bro. I can't thank you enough for hopping on with us. Exactly. Bro. It really has been really, really good to be able to hear your side of the story, a little bit of your background, and who you are as a man, yeah. and what you're trying to create here, man. And so yeah. again, I mean, we're hoping, you know, that you continue to grow, to continue to accomplish those dreams that you're chasing, brother. You know, yeah, we're really you. proud of you, and I'm I'm just really proud to know you as a man, bro. So yeah, I respect you. everything you do, and I appreciate you just hopping on here, bro. Yeah, likewise, man. Thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. It's what I needed to start my get myself back into shape, get that extra motivation. Um, yeah. So thank you for coming on and spending some time with us. Um, okay. Like I said earlier in the um, podcast, guys, at four oh six a.m. crew on Instagram, uh, yeah. at four oh six amcrude.co is the website get yourself some awesome apparel yep. um and yeah go work out get get, get in your groove yes, come come get come get the groove on we'll take it easy <laughs> on you yeah. exactly exactly all right game bro i appreciate you all right thank you guys so much